This is AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by the Corn Farmers Coalition. For decades, family farmers have worked in solitude, far away from consumers, but that's about to change. The Corn Farmers Coalition wants to engage the public in a discussion to reaffirm farmers' commitment to safe, abundant, and affordable food. Through innovation, technology, and ingenuity, farmers are meeting our growing needs for food, fuel, and fiber. To learn more about how productivity and sustainability go hand in hand, go to www.cornfarmerscoalition.org. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. This week's guest is Minnesota Senior Senator Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat approaching the end of her first term. She is the first elected female senator from Minnesota. Klobuchar was county attorney in Hennepin County, the most populous in Minnesota. She was a legal advisor to former U.S. Vice President Walter Mondale and a partner in two prominent law firms. She has been named by the New York Times as one of 17 women most likely to become the first female president of the United States, and MSNBC suggested she would be a possible nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court. Ms. Klobuchar serves on the Senate Agriculture Committee and has been outspoken about trade treaties. She spoke on Thursday morning, just after the Senate had voted to bring the farm legislation to the floor. There was a major action on the farm bill. We got an excellent vote, 90 to 8, to move the bill forward and beat down a filibuster. Uh, In the United States Senate, it's not just okay to get a majority. You have to get 60 votes to be able to move forward with a bill like this. We got 90, so we're very pleased with that. Uh, Now we will go through the amendment process, uh, and I know there will be a number of amendments, but the coalition that put this bill together, uh, which is a a senators, Democrats, and Republicans from farm states, uh, we are still hanging together. So it's uh, a a good development today, and hopefully we could get all this done in a week or so and get to a vote. Coming out of committee, you had five votes against the bill coming from Southern senators who represented peanuts, cotton, and rice. Is there any room in the bill to offer anything to those Southern interests to keep it on track? Uh, Well, you know, there is a lot of work that needs to be done um, uh, with them, and I think that there's always a chance of getting a compromise on peanuts and rice. Um, That's the hope, um, and I know people are continuing to work that. Not only on the Senate side, my colleague from Minnesota, Colin Peterson, is also working on that. Um, And traditionally, people have come together across party lines and geographic lines for the Farm Bill, so uh, we'll continue to work on that. Are there any amendments coming forth to this farm bill that you know of? Um, Well, uh, there will be a number of amendments to try to shift um, some of the funding. Uh, From my perspective, we have already cut $23 billion, uh, which we needed to do given our debt situation. But $16 billion, or about two-thirds of the cuts, are from the farm programs. And in fact, the farm programs are only 14% of the bill. And I think people don't always know that. And one of the reasons we were able to get such a strong 
vote is that we're able to keep the support of conservation groups. 640 conservation groups are supporting this bill, as well as the nutrition groups with the school lunch program and other things. But I think people need to remember as they will clearly put in amendments um, to shift things and to, you know, get rid of parts of the bill. They have to remember that the bulk of the cuts, nearly two-thirds of them, came on the farm end to the 14% of the bill that's the farm program. If an amendment was offered on crop insurance, to cap the subsidy on an enterprise or an individual, would you support it? Again, I want to look at each amendment, and there's still people who are working on amendments and other things. I, I like our farm bill as it is. In the past, I have been an advocate for reforms. Um, I was someone that um, put forward a reform idea last time to direct payments, um, and I got uh, it, it didn't. I think it got a majority of the senators, but didn't beat the filibuster. Um, and, but now we've gotten rid of direct payments, um, and so those direct payment reforms are no longer relevant. I'm sure there'll be a on crop insurance. I just want to make sure that whatever changes, if any, are made, that it keeps the bill strong enough that we have broad support in the farm state so we can move this forward and move it forward in the House. You have an election later this year, as does Senator Stabenow. Is there need for this bill to be finished before the election to put you in the best light? Um, you know, I don't think this has anything much to do with an election cycle as much as it has to do with the cycle of the farm bill. That farm bill um, has to be uh, reauthorized because if we don't have a new farm bill, we literally are going to go into next year. No one knows what will happen uh, because of uh, the fact that we always have a farm bill in place. One of the best things about the economy in a very challenging time has been rural America. When you look at Minnesota, we're down to 5.6% unemployment. A lot of that has to do with our ag economy and how that feeds into companies like General Mills and uh, Land O'Lakes and Hormel and others. And so we are, are well aware of the fact that it's important for our economy, for the rural areas, and that's what brings us to this timing, uh, not the election cycle. The only way the election cycle plays in, as far as I'm concerned, is that it gets harder and harder to do stuff uh, as it gets closer to the election. So it would be much better to get this done this summer uh, and get the Senate bill done in the next week or two and then move Move it right over to the House so that they can get something done, and then we could get a conference committee done before August. Ms. Klobuchar, would you comment on your view on U.S. trade negotiations, especially the pending one for the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Well, um, I have been uh, supportive of some of the trade deals and not all of them, uh, but I basically think there were some really important ones that came up recently. I was very supportive of the Korean deal just because you could see uh, the potential for ag. We've had something like a 20-some percent increase in ag exports in Minnesota in the last few years. Uh, it's an incredible story nationally, and as long as we put some um, provisions in these trade agreements for workers' training um, and for also to make sure that they're as fair as we can get. I think that, which the administration worked very hard on this time, uh, I think there's some real positives for our country. I think you saw some pretty broad support for the agreements this past time, which some people were surprised by. So hopefully that will bode well for agreements going forward. Ms. Klobuchar, thank you very much for your time and for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Very good. Our guest has been Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, a member of the Senate Agriculture Committee. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the Corn Farmer Coalition. I'm Ken Root.